You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 070. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 70. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, Piggy. Good afternoon, my love. Good afternoon. I think I call you something different every time we start. You might. You might. That's one of my favorite things, pieces of advice to give to people about relationships is like, have fun little names fun for Fun pet you. names? Yeah. Yeah. Not like ball and chain or the warden or the old yeah. man. Negative like, shit. Yeah. I don't like that. Something fun. I mean, unless that's like super, like we have Piggy, which Piggy. a lot of people would probably be like, don't call me Piggy. Don't call me a pig. But. See, I'm on Pig. What's up? But we, you buy no, me like I Piggy see. ornaments and like. It came from your Piggy tails. You had Piggy tails. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you loved when I my hair was super <laughs> short and I could finally get it into pigtails, and you yeah. would walk by and flick them and go piggy 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 piggy. piggy, piggy. piggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were so little, so tiny. You were like, so "That's a real little. tiny hairstyle." Real tiny hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to the show. Oh yeah, we have an audience. I forgot. Oh yeah. In fact, I saw uh, one of our iTunes reviews. Somebody was like. It, they just sound like they're talking to each other. <laughs> just talking to each other about really it's awesome stuff. It's pretty true, though. It's so true. It's pretty true. <laughs> but I, I speak and share information the way I like to hear it. And I just assume that there's people out there who are like me, too, who don't like really stoic conversations, you know? Yeah. And want to hear somebody who speaks like a real human, who speaks like them, and and then has a little bit of wisdom to impart, you, you know? You want to keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real, y'all. <laughs> I keep it cool. <laughs> I keep it cool. So, okay, so today we have a life topic coming at you, and typically we'll jump back and forth. We did a love topic last week, so this week we're on life. That's right. And this is also a suggestion that came from one of our listeners. And it really, um, I'm going to read it to you guys, the submission, because I think many of you might be able to relate. And it has to do with uh, really the ups and downs of personal growth and development. And what do you do when you're like flying high and you're feeling really great and then maybe you have a setback or you um, don't do all of the, the tools or, or rituals or things that you've implemented that make you feel so good, you kind of slip out of it and, and kind of how to navigate that and deal with it. So we're going to address that today. But we had to tell you a little bit about this show that we're participating oh, in right yeah. now. I know. You guys have probably heard enough about the show, but it's all fun stuff. So, <laughs> so at the end of our show, we had opening night last night. Yep. And at our curtain call, we had a little Q&A. Oh, you're going to tell them? Isn't that what you wanted to talk about? I thought we were going to talk about all, it's the segue. all the age difference. It's the segue. Did I fuck up your segue? Yeah, you fucked up my segue. Oh. Totally. I thought you were like, I we're don't want to talk about it. It's not no, 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 no. So let me just finish okay, and then okay, you'll see okay. where I'm going. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> at the end, they can ask questions of the of the uh, director or of the leads. And um, one guy in the back, you could tell he was... Uh, 
of the interested ho- of the in homosexual me. persuasion. Yeah, I don't know how to say that, PC. Anyway, <laughs> so he uh, he goes that older tall guy in the back. <laughs> how does he feel about it? you know? Like totally, like I want to hear that guy talk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the key phrase in there is older because all these kids. They're all in their 20s, 18, 19, 20 to 23. Like, that's kind of the age group, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's this huge difference in where we are in our mental states and physical states. Right. Okay, so first of all, the funny thing is that (laughs) right before that guy asked that question, somebody had said, oh, oh, our director said, raise your hand if this is your first time on the stage because there was a lot of new people that were making up like the crowd scenes and stuff. So they're, you know, raising their hands. There are a ton of people raise their hands. And of course, Mr. Smith raises his hand. And so this this guy in the back is he singles Mr. Smith out and says what his question was, what is it like for you for this to be your first time on stage? Like he could have asked Anybody else who raised their hand? Yeah, yeah. But he clearly, clearly wanted to hear. Clearly wanted to hear me speak. He was picking up what you were putting <laughs> down. That's for sure. Well, I stand out for sure. You, you look know. like a professor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially I'm wearing a suit in the play. You know, like. Oh, makes me look it's older so too. Funny. Plus, you guys, I've told you before, Mr. Smith is six five, and so many people are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's only maybe three people in the six foot range yeah. on the show. Yeah. So, okay, so we were we were shooting the shit with a couple of the kids after after the show last night and both of whom happened to be like my my little love interests in the show. That's so funny. And one of them it was like, "Oh yeah, my dad's turning 40 this week." I was like, "F off, man." <laughs> You're like, "I turned 43 <laughs> in, in, in next November. month." I know. So, I like know. it's just such a trip. I'm like I, I told them last night I'm like it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that you haven't, you didn't exist back then. Like, <laughs> like we've been married longer than you've been alive. I know, I you know. You know, like that kind of shit. Oh, it's so funny. But we're having a blast and they're really, it's fun. Uh, they're and a it great keeps group. And uh, it keeps my youthful spirit up, you know? Yeah. Which is good too. Yeah, but it's, um, I always swore I would never be that like 30 something who talked about her age. Oh, my age. And I don't, I don't feel old at all. Yeah. I really don't. Not until you hang out with these guys. Until you're around them. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, is that the fashion? Is that the music? Is that the hip slang? Oh, that's the slang? What's a, fu- a ship is something that sails on the water. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, I think yeah. we've talked about ship before. We've talked about ship before? Like, they, we've talked about relationships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about relationships. They have this term, and this is so funny to me. I'm hoping that most of my audience is in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, but... They say, like, they if they approve of, like, let's say they approve of me and Mr. Smith. They approve of our relationship. They'll say, oh, yeah, we totally ship you and Mr. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, they totally use it as a verb. It's, yeah. And I'm like, you ship us? Yeah. Or or then they'll also use it as, like, oh, that ship is sinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that see, now that makes more sense yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. But, um, it's cute. It's probably like when we were little and I was... Bad, being good, like that kind of thing. Well, we used to say, um, will you go out with me? And it just meant, will you be my boyfriend or girlfriend? It didn't mean like an actual date. And my parents had the hardest time wrapping their head around that. (laughs) Which makes sense. And I was always like, oh, God, mom. You don't get me. You don't get... (laughs) You're on our time. Ow. 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 Ow.
seriously? Look at her back. Yeah. She looks like a slut. Yeah. I'm like, what the what? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to see oh that. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Jimmy Fallon reference, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about navigating the ups and downs yeah, of personal relationships. Fuck. Fuck, yeah. Let's get some. Um, don't leave, everyone. Mm, hope we you're ha- still listening. We have content. Okay, so I want to read this submission that we got from one of our listeners. And again, we love these. So if you cruise by thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, you can submit anything <laughs> that you want us to talk about as long as it r- relates to subjects that we normally discuss. So... Here's what this listener says to us. Okay, so here's where I'm at. Totally had one of those dark night of the ego moments back in January, which threw me into making big changes. So I did the work, right? I read books, found teachers, listened to lectures, did affirmations, um, yoga, the yoga, and felt a thousand times better. Quantum shift better. I honestly don't remember when I felt so awesome and so in control of my own thoughts. My life flowed, man, like never before. Then I got a little lax. I wrote less, meditated less, read less, and and felt it pretty quickly. And I'm sure that's normal to just assume you're getting better, your work is done, when you really should be working your practice even harder. So being the new me I fancied myself to be, I thought, cool, I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. I picked all my old stuff back up to start working on my happy self again, fully expecting to recharge my game and get back in flow, except it didn't come back as easily. And I got more frantic, and I found myself manically clicking around the internet, reading like it was my job, affirming my face off, trying to remember what worked last time. The right verbiage or combination of words or article or book, I know that something sparked me before. What is it now? Where is it now? Ultimately, my question is, when you do the work, can you lose momentum or fall down totally and never really get it back? Where is my spiritual moment of clarity that threw all my awesome progress progress into motion? Is it just gone forever? What do you do when you fall off the universe loves me wagon and can't figure out how you got back on it before? I know how it's supposed to feel what if i never feel that good again boy first of all that person can articulate very well yeah well written really well written yeah and sorry i didn't i would kind of stumbled through that a little bit no you didn't but yeah this is i mean this is truly um a biography of everybody's personal development journey absolutely it really is i really don't know anyone who became to quote enlightened had a revelation and never had a dark moment again. So, I mean, that that's the first thing that I really wanted to underline is know that you're totally, totally normal. Um, and, you know, I talk a lot about the parallels between getting in great personal growth shape or, you know, spirituality shape and getting into great physical shape. It really is a practice and it's a mental and physical assertion 
um, around a specific thing that cultivates growth. So if it's in the physical realm, we are lifting weights, we're running, we're doing physical activity, we're watching what we put in our system to create a specific physical result that we want. Right. It is the exact same thing with our spiritual lives. You don't, um, and I do see this a lot where people do a class or two or they worked, maybe they were, they were dealing with abuse and they went and saw a therapist and then they expect that they're done. True. And I'm True like, story. you're never done. Yeah. It's a journey. You have to view it as a journey. Like you might be in a really empowered place in your journey. J- soak it in, relish it. But when you get, you know, maybe you have a valley instead of a peak, you know, and you're in a valley and you're having a really hard time. It doesn't mean all is lost. It just means that's the place you are in your journey at the moment. And it was interesting when I read this because she was saying like, what turned the light bulb on? And that can be anything. A lot of times people have a dark moment, a crisis, something where it the pain of staying the same is nothing compared to or is way more intense than the pain of changing. And so they're like, I need to change. I cannot stay this way anymore. I cannot stay this way anymore. And it could be that there was something like that at that particular time. But it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, because you don't want to try to like recreate trauma or recreate an issue. It really is just about you want to get back to a really vivacious, happy, peaceful place. So you have to just start creating things that vibe really well for you. So I basically have a list of questions that I'd love for you to think about. If you find yourself in a dark place or a slightly disempowered place than where you've been in the past and you know you're capable of getting back there, um, but you're kind of like, how and where? Can I just say something real quick? Yeah, of course. I, I feel like uh, what I heard in there was like the re- there was a like a reverse of an addict. You know, an addict. There's a there's a term called chasing the dragon. Right. When you first take a drug, heroin, let's say, and you get this really immense high, and you get really like, oh, this is euphoric. Oh. And then you come down off of it and you're like, whoa, this sucks. Yeah. And then you try to go back into it and get the high again. It's never the same. Yeah. What it sounds like to me is she's chasing something instead of allowing something. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like she's like, where's that high? Where's that high? Instead of like, like forcing it. Instead of going, where am I right now? Yeah. Thinking about how to get to the future euphoria or thinking about the past euphoria she's not living in gratitude for the moment right right you know that's kind of what i got from what she was saying that's a great point that's a great point and so she's checking off her list right of shoulds like i should i should do my meditations i should do yoga because that all worked before right but that's not listening to what you need at the moment so that's That's a great point and i'm not i'm definitely not saying I love that analogy because that is what we do. We chase. We're always in either the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. Those are the two great human motivators. Right. Right. So if you know that this certain pleasure existed, of course you're going to chase it. But the problem is, is that you avoid who you're being now. Yeah. Right. So the only thing that I want to mention in that is it isn't that 
um, in, in the way that it is with drugs where you keep searching, 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 and you never quite get there again. Right, right. Um, in personal development, it, well, if you keep searching like that, you might not ever get there again. But if you start to allow it, it's totally possible to get back to that exact same space. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's the only difference, I would say. It's the best analogy I could come up with. No, it's really good, <laughs> though. It's, But it's also, it's really a testament <laughs> to the human spirit pursuing something yeah like really trying to attain something right it's the chasing instead of the allowing so right. it's, it's a great great point okay. so another thing that i just wanted to mention before i get into some of these questions to possibly journal around or contemplate about is know that this will also continue you might get to another major peak where you feel awesome and powerful and you'll probably get knocked down again you'll probably lose momentum you'll probably lose steam and then you'll get right back up again. It's it, Our life is a journey. It's an ebb and a flow. So if you can respect that as a process, and I have a great reframe for you, it will really help you be at peace with um, kind of the, the roller coaster of self-help. Because it's one of those things too, like I always use the metaphor of turning the lights on in the house, and now you see all the mess that's there, and now you're aware so you're like, oh my gosh, I need to clean that room. And you can't you can't just turn the lights off anymore. You have to address the pile of shit in that corner and the pile of the shit in that corner. So the blessing in all of this is that you are aware that you're not in your most powerful place. Yeah. That's awesome. Because for many of us, we can re recall a time when we were living in permanent darkness. Yeah. Where we just thought we were victim to our circumstance. We didn't have awareness around personal power or choice so at least now celebrate the fact that i'm in a low okay i'm in a lull yeah. i'm in a valley all right and give yourself the permission to be there mm. you know and drink it in like sometimes i had that a few years ago where i had like a three month like just down in the fucking dumps and i just kind of allowed it um and I'm not saying that's necessarily going to be your case, but when I really reevaluated and looked at the things that I valued the most in my life or would have said I valued the most, those were the things that were absent. Yeah. I wasn't doing the things that made me feel like my best self. And I had to re-implement all the stuff that I knew lit me up. So let me get into some of these questions, but I have this great reframe for you. This might be a good... Um, statement mantra whatever you want to call it to just kind of keep in mind as you go through this journey and I use this a lot of times when I'm in a dark spot or, or things are rough or I'm having a bad week or a bad day or bad comments on my blog or anything yeah um I need to experience this darkness so I can relish the light mm, I like that it gives us contrast so if you were flying high all the time do you think you would relish that joy as much as if you had actually seen what hardship looks like? No. It's true. It's a different level of appreciation for the peace and the joy and the euphoria. So sometimes I go, okay, oh, this is uncomfortable. This does not feel good. But man, it gives me great contrast to know what else is possible. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. No, that's so it's really just a good. reframe. It doesn't make anybody feel any, you know, it doesn't make anything stop hurting. But it's just a different perspective to look at things with. So here's what I want you to start looking at. And this is a series of questions. So think about this if, if you like journaling or whatnot. Start looking at, and this is exactly what you were saying with, with 
who are you are now. Uh-huh. Don't worry about what worked before, what teacher worked before, what podcast, what yoga, what anything else inspired. It's okay if that shit doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That's okay. You might have evolved past it. That's true. You might have grown past it where it just no longer serves you. And that mm. is absolutely fine. So don't judge it. So now start leaning into that intuition and what do I crave right now? What am I hungry mm. for right now at a deeper level? Not just like I really need love or I really need um, a fish fillet. A fish fillet. Or I need <laughs> I need a I need a drink or you know, because sometimes when we say what am I craving, we go to something really superficial, like a quick fix. Like mm-hmm. Um, so this this needs a little navigation because sometimes we go, oh, I just need a hog and or I need to veg out or I need to like sit on Facebook for two hours and zone out or, you know, w- look at the deeper thing. And, you're, and when you're looking at the unrest that you're currently in, what is absent? What are you craving? Is it passion? Is it, um, is it a light in your heart? Um, what is it? And that, that really is for you to uncover. Like, what's the component that's missing? If you could name it from before, not like, I'm craving yoga, or because it might not be yoga. That's just the method. What, it, what did that give you before? Are yeah. you craving fulfillment? Are you craving peace? Do you feel like a lot of anxiousness right now and you're just craving peace and tranquility? What are you hungry for? And just start... Even just do a free write around it. Like, what are those deeper elements that I'm desiring for my life? Hmm. Um, I find that interesting because in <clears throat> in my studies and in my field, we kind of look at the physicality of things as a hologram to the soul. Oh. Right? So when you check in with your body, you can usually check into your spirit. Yeah. Meaning, like, are you hot? Are you cold? Do you feel empty? Do you feel heavy? Like all of those things are tied to our emotional state. So, you know, checking in with our physicality is a great place to start. And yoga, Tai Chi, all of those, you know, meditative uh, modalities are great for that because they're asking your body to find itself, right? Yeah. Asking our bodies to find itself. So that's a great way I teach my clients is to check in with themselves physically and notice the emotion attached yeah right that's great that's actually a perfect segue into my second question because it deals with how things feel Mm. energetically and in your body um and you guys may have heard this term like does something feel expansive or contractive and it's a way to make decisions really Mm -hmm. um like, what do I decide to do with my time or my energy or my body or whatnot? And you might have heard this. I believe Martha Beck refers to it as shackles on, shackles off. Like, it either feels binding or it feels liberating. So, if you're looking at using this question, um, it would be, you know, if you think about doing yoga right now, let's say, let's say you tap into journaling or yoga or some method that you used to use to really hone your personal development and you think about like, okay, if I sat down and did some yoga, does that feel expansive? Oh, does that feel light? Does that feel like, yes, I can't wait? Or does that feel kind of contractive? Do I kind of want to hunch over? Do I kind of go like, ugh, that's the right. last thing I want to do? Or like you're going through the motions. Right. Yeah. 
And that's your body saying like, that might not be our best choice at the moment. Right. And then you keep asking and then you keep looking for what might be the method that might feel really expansive right now. Because the point is, is we have to follow your bliss now, not six months ago. Right. So what would feel powerful right now? It might be walking. It might be, you know, joining a group of some sort to converse with like-minded spirits. It might be joining a spiritual center. It might be following a new, you know, self-help person. It might be a different method, like a book versus a podcast. You know, it might be physical activity. It could be a ton of different things. But that's yours. That's awesome to look at that as like, Ooh, what can I explore? Instead of like, why isn't this working? Right. Panic. Why isn't this working? Panic, That's panic, the panic. Hot button I found in that conversation. Right. That? And 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 she I think she specifically said I get frantic. Manic. Yeah, and manic and <laughs> you know, instead of the allowing, like you were saying, and and tapping into like Ooh, what do I crave now? What would be fun to explore now? What has always kind of yes. fascinated me? Like chakras maybe right. that have always fascinated me. <clears throat> yeah. and I, or healing with stones and I never really got into that. Ooh, maybe I could try that and that yeah. might be fun. Or volunteering at a vet center or you know yeah. something that piques your interest. You know, something that you might find a kindred spirit, you know? Yeah, that's great. And it so... Obviously, the answers are like there's millions of answers. Infinite. The the point is, is to listen to your spirit now. And it's your opportunity to flex that intuition. We were talking about this last week about really listening to that sense. I really believe it's our sixth sense that we've been given. In fact, I really think we should name it that like scientifically (laughs) because I think it gives us so much direction but we cognitively override it all the time so if you can start really listening to that hit when your body goes we're craving something what is it and we just in our head we go no you just need more exercise no you just need you know and we go with the shoulds or what always has been instead of really listening and going man I'm really craving connection I've been holed out in my room for two weeks. I haven't talked to my brothers. I haven't talked to, I just need some connection with other humans. That's what I'm craving. Right. And then you create it. Yeah. Nice. But you don't get that unless you tap in you. Yeah. Um, another question to ask yourself is what is the healthiest way for me to spend my time? And that's a great kind of follow-up question to what am I craving? Because a lot of times our cravings will say like, I just really need love. So then we'll call up ex-boyfriends or uh, or uh, stock internets of ex-girlfriends and, you know, stuff like that where it's not a healthy <coughs> behavior to grab what you're craving. Right. So you'll go and try to solicit love or solicit affection, connection in ways that are not healthy. Right. So that's always the other follow-up question is, what is the healthiest way for me to spend my time? That's awesome. It's a great caveat. And then this is another big one, especially if you, you're going through these ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. And I, man, oh man, do I find this a lot. When you start learning personal development and you start getting tools, okay, or skill sets around dealing with negative self-talk, dealing with fear, establishing boundaries, speaking your truth, 
and you don't use it or you have like a bad day, you beat yourself up like crazy because right. you go, you should, you know this. Should, should, should. You should, should, should. You have the skill set. You know what you need to do and you're just not doing it. Right. This is when you need to pull out what I like to call the human hall pass or uh, <laughs> your big ass permission slip. And it's when you give yourself the permission just to be where you are. When you force things, it becomes contrived and and it's so much effort. Sometimes you just have to let yourself sink into grief, sorrow, disappointment. And then your body will tell you enough is enough and you'll be like the phoenix rising. But it's a dance and you have to really give space to all of it. So the deal with the permission slip, and I'll actually post a picture. Um, I have a downloadable PDF for you guys that um, I made for a blog post and I use it in a lot of my classes and it's basically a gigantic big ass permission slip and it's just it's <laughs> it and it says it right there on the top and it's just a way for you to create relief so that is the only stipulation that I have in using this tool it's that whatever you give yourself permission for that it instantly creates relief so for instance you're not going to give yourself permission to be as mean as you want to yourself because that probably isn't going to feel it's good. It's not healthy. But, but you can very, very well give yourself permission for things that you don't think you're allowed to feel. Like, I give myself permission to have a bad day. I give myself permission to not use all my tools. I give myself permission to um, not be excited that I'm pregnant. I give myself permission to be relieved that somebody passed away. Voting on not being allowed to do. Um, permission to skip a workout. Permission, whatever. You, yeah. get the, you get the point. Yeah, yeah. So I'll post that for you. And again, so look at where do you need to give yourself just some permission to be human? Those are some good examples too. Yeah. Yeah, it gives people a place to start. Uh, also, another question to ask yourself, what brings me tremendous joy or what lights my soul on fire? What are the things that still to this day, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, bring you happiness? Mm. Do that more. That is one of the best ways to get you out of your funk or to start cultivating life. If you know, I'm always when I'm around my brother, I have a blast. Set up a time to meet. If you know every time you paint or every time you play soccer or whatever, like do more of those things that bring you joy. And it's not necessarily because that cultivates all sorts of personal growth, but it's because it puts you in the frequency of aliveness. Mm. Frequency of aliveness. I love it. And, you know, that's <clears throat> that's powerful. That's super powerful. Yeah. So start looking at those things. Um it really is like, as you'll see, like the undercurrent of all of these questions are paying attention to your intuition and how you feel emotionally, how you feel, because what's the problem is, is how you feel right now. You don't want to feel the way you're feeling. So we need to start really tapping into the things that make you feel opposite than that or powerful. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and I mean, even know, like you guys, I have to tell you, like I have a huge community of personal growth experts and professionals <laughs> and we often 
have ups and downs. We often fall off the wagon and don't do our journaling or don't do our spiritual practices that bring us so much joy. And and we notice and we go, ah, that's why things have been awry. And then we switch them up and we re-implement and go back. And, um, and I saw a great quote today. It was actually a little like tattoo and it said, um, fall down seven times, get up eight. I was going to say that. You were? Yeah, it's an ancient Chinese proverb. Is it? Yes. Um, and I just thought, that's so true. It's not fall down twice and get up. You know, it's, fall down seven, stand it's up eight. often. It happens all the time. So, yeah. honey, you are normal. You are not alone. We are with you. And um, the great news is that you do have the ability. You do have it within you. You've created it before. So you absolutely have the ability to create it again. It's just a matter of the exploration. So view it as a journey. View it as an exciting expedition. What am I going to uncover? Yeah. What am I going to find that lights me up? Doesn't that feel better? Like that's a much better place to come from. Yeah. It's like sure. it's like you're flipping chapters in a book. Like maybe that one chapter in January that was so euphoric and amazing is fantastic. And then level two, you know, or uh, <laughs> level two, level two. The <laughs> book number two, or fuck, chapter two <laughs> comes out and it's like oh darkness yeah yeah so what's gonna be in chapter three like get excited for the next unveiling what are you gonna find out about yourself that lights you up so thank you guys excited for that person because they seem like they're enlightened totally and um they have their demons you can tell there's there's issues you know that she struggles with but you can tell that she's she's know, equipped. She's equipped, and she's aware. Sure. Yeah. That's the biggest component. When you're not aware, you can't do shit. Uh, absolutely, I tell my clients um, that all the time. Yeah. So hopefully that helps you guys. And as always, please let us know if you have more topics you want us to cover. It is so helpful for us. Again, as long as they pertain to life and love that we kind of discuss here, that'd be great. And um, this is me begging for iTunes reviews. Yay! Please, it's kind of lame how iTunes does it. Like it's not super super it's not easy, easy to do. Yeah. Um, but there's directions on all the podcast uh, links on my website. So if you if you have a minute, I'll be so much appreciated. And we will catch up with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. And Mrs. Lame how iTunes does it. Like it's not super, super not easy, easy to do. Um, but there's directions on all the podcast uh, links on my website. So if you if you have a minute, I'll be so much appreciated. And we will catch up with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. And Mrs. Lame how iTunes does it. Like it's not super, super it's not easy, easy to do. Yeah. Not um, but there's directions on all the podcast uh, links on my website. So if you if you have a minute, I'll be so much appreciated. And we will catch up with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. Oh, 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 oh,